0: Hello and welcome to the latest Advance Your Wealth video series. I'm Homer Smith, Private Wealth Advisor with Convergent Wealth Partners. And today we are going to be focusing on our Q4 Investment and Economic Themes, where we're going to cover a number of areas throughout the video today, um, hitting on what we saw in Q3, both from a market and economic perspective, as well as some of the key things that we're seeing in the upcoming tax legislation that we think are gonna be really critical for all of you to be focused on and, and some things before your end that we think you're gonna to want to be paying um, a special uh, attention to. So with that, I'm going to start with really diving into the key themes that we saw uh, in Q3, especially from a market perspective here on the first number of slides. So what we saw uh, is a market that in the first two months of the quarter was really strong and and things were looking really good overall. Uh, But we did see some hiccups here late uh, in the quarter in the second uh, half of September. And a lot of those concerns, you know, depending on what narrative you listen to, were related to whether we were going to, you know, run into issues with the debt ceiling, some of the challenges with the budget programs that are going through Congress, you know, issues with China. That you know, kind of things were all over the map in terms of some of the potential issues, but. At the end of the day, effectively what we saw was a stagnant uh, stock market. The S&P barely finishing up above the zero line, with uh, the Nasdaq doing slightly better. But we did see some negative performance overall from the industrials, as well as the Russell 2000. Some of the other things that we saw throughout the quarter uh, was the bond market. So couple quarters of the year we saw rates rising a little bit, and then we saw a little bit of a retreat uh, of rates early in Q3. But then they've come back in a big way, finishing the quarter uh, just around 1.5% overall on the 10 year Treasury. Some of the other. key market areas that we've been watching and and this one really closely is commodities so it's one that we've been overweight on all year an area that we thought what due to rising inflation we would see continued strong performance and you know boy did we get that here in q2 while the rest of the markets were kind of struggling especially near the end of the quarter here uh, we saw commodities finish the quarter up over six and a half percent so uh, again uh, you're hearing the inflation narrative come back quite a bit and commodities are going to have a pretty you know close correlation to that typically when you see inflation rising uh, we're, we're expecting to see commodities do well Through that as well. Uh, An area that we thought would do better in Q3 were European equities. We anticipated, you know, with Europe seemingly about a quarter behind the US in terms of coming out of the COVID restrictions, uh, we thought that they would have a little bit stronger performance. And, you know, it looked that way early in the quarter where they were, you know, the markets in Europe were up over 4%. But with, you know, some of the latest uh, uh, drawdowns here in the the second half of September, uh, European equities actually finished uh, negative on the quarter and finished uh, in a way that they were underperforming US equities. Another area that struggled quite a bit uh, over the last quarter was emerging markets, but really this was in particular to China. Uh, Again, if you were following the headlines closely throughout the quarter, uh, the real estate market in China and some of the the focus from the government are cracking down on some of the issues going on there. And you probably heard a specific company, Evergrande, who was having uh, trouble making some of their debt payments, which caused a lot of challenges uh, in that Chinese market. So that was the, the primary reason for the underperformance of the commodity or of the emerging market uh, index another area that we focus quite a bit on is precious metals overall and we just watch that closely and what we have found is that it it is pretty closely related to interest rates. There's a lot of correlation there. And so when we see rising rates on the 10-year treasury, it typically leads to struggles in some of these um, metals markets. And we, we saw that you know here as, as the, the 10-year treasury spiked here at the end of the quarter, we saw some pretty significant drawdowns, just metals market as well. So really, what did we learn uh, through the quarter? Uh, what we we learned is really what we expected to see. We we were anticipating coming into Q3 that we would see uh, some level of stagnating growth due to uh, a resurgence of the Delta variant with COVID, and and we definitely caught that. You know, we also thought inflation was going to start playing a much bigger role in, in the perception of the market, but also some of the impact in the market, and and we definitely saw uh, some concerns and some narrative around that. So you know, really at the end of the day for The stock market performance, you know, across the board, it was mostly a ho hum, pretty flat quarter. And so, uh, next, we're going to dive more into the economic outlook. And then we'll wrap up this part uh, with where we think things are headed in Q4, both from an economic and from uh, a market standpoint. So, diving into some of the economic data uh that we saw go down in q3 or in in what we kind of see coming in the near future is really this big uh story around inflation and it was something that if we look back at Kind of the end of Q1 into Q2, there was this term "transitory" that was being thrown quite a bit around around inflation. That hey, inflation is just transitory. It's due to these supply chain issues related to COVID. Uh, you know, once things kind of get settled with that, everything's going to return back to more normal, and we're going to see prices come down. And and what we're actually seeing is that you know while there's still some truth to that narrative that there's a lot of supply chain issues that are leading to some of this inflation, I think there's more and more of a belief that this isn't transitory. That this inflation is going to be sticky. Um, it's going to be at a higher level than people expected for much longer. And we're definitely seeing that in the data that's coming out with with the CPI uh, consumer price index and and that rate of change uh, on the now cast, which we're anticipating uh, continued to rise. We did see some slowdown on the economic activity in Q3 though with the rise of the Delta variant. And so it really slowed the momentum we were seeing in the first half of the year. So we, we did see slowdowns Uh, in service activity in consumer confidence and in some level of of the uh, service sector employment and so again uh, we we expected a quad three in q2 which is slowing gdp rising inflation and that's definitely what we got in the quarter some of the other key things that we saw happen through the quarter is you know continued uh, improvement overall or at least flattening out on the unemployment rate so it's still hanging out around 5% so you know severely below where we were at the height of the covid crisis but also still above well above where we were prior to that uh, and we did see the q2 release of gdp which was extremely strong over 12% growth year over year in gdp for q2 However, that was the Q2 number that's released in Q3. And so we anticipate when that number is released in Q4 for Q3, we'll actually see a pretty significant slowdown in GDP in terms of rate of change quarter over quarter. So I'll be keeping a close eye on that here in the coming weeks. Some of the other data points, you know, uh, again, back to the the Delta variant, Uh, we're finally starting to see some peak numbers, or at least what we believe are likely peak numbers in COVID uh, for the Delta variant, which should be positive news for the the economy opening back up again here in Q4 and and likely uh, some positive momentum for GDP. Uh, we also don't think that inflation is slowing down anytime soon for a number of reasons uh, there's uh, wage pressure is starting to leak into the picture we're seeing a rising income. we're also seeing uh, a lot of the issues that people are experiencing these supply constraints are have led to a, a severe drop in inventories overall whether it's manufacturing retail and in order to. Um, get those inventories back up that's going to lead to uh, positive momentum from a GDP. GDP standpoint. So looking, you know, directly into some of the forecasts from our research partners on on where things are headed. Uh, again, we had a over 12% uh, GDP year over year in Q2. Uh, we anticipate we're going to see that number come in closer to you know just under 6% uh, here in Q3, and then we're going to see it is yes, uh, steady in that same area 5.86% uh, in q4 so we anticipate again a little bit of a, a a flattening out and then a little bit of a re-acceleration in GDP and we definitely don't think that we're slowing down on the inflation side anytime soon either we, we anticipate that uh, you know, a lot of factors continued wage price pressures uh, uh rental price uh increases and leaking into the you know housing sector of the inflation metrics are also going to be impactful in seeing uh rising inflation coming ahead some of the other things we're keeping a close eye on we mentioned inventories already one area that you can see that almost more than any other is in car inventories they're at near record lows and again as you know some of the supply chain issues get mitigated hopefully here in q4 Uh, all of those dealerships are going to have to reload their inventories and inventory is a very large component of GDP so we anticipate a lot of support uh, to GDP in the coming months we also believe that you know even though the Fed continues to talk about tapering meaning taking some of the chips off the table they've been using to support the market you know, the we don't anticipate that they're really going to be able to do as much as they say. And so we expect you know continued support from the Fed overall in terms of the economy and the markets heading into Q4. So what do we you know what does this mean overall? What we really anticipate is that the things that are going to do well in Q4 are really going to be around this theme of inflation. And it's going to be inflation focused equities in particular commodities. Uh, real estate uh, real estate investment trust those especially uh, uh, uh multi-family real estate investment trusts should have strong pricing power here in q4 uh, as well as typically big tech does well in a uh, rising GDP rising inflation environment and again we still believe European equities have some room to run and Emerging markets, but in particular, commodity focused emerging markets, whether it's uh, economies like Russia and Saudi Arabia that are uh, oil focused and and some of the others out there. But we're staying away from countries like China, which we we think are going to have some continued struggles here uh, in the coming months and the coming quarters. So the last thing I want to hit on is just some of the proposed tax law changes. We released a video just here in the last week. Dave Steeling and myself put a video out kind of covering some of the highlights uh, from these proposed tax law changes, but I just want to hit on that quickly here again, just to make sure you don't miss it, because I think there are some things that are really important that you're going to have to think about before year end. So first off, in terms of, I think the one that's probably the most urgent is some of the changes they're proposing to the estate tax exemptions so uh, right now the individual exemption from an estate tax perspective um, is an 11.7 million exemption on your assets for an individual and then it adds up to over 23 million for a couple that's going to be reduced in half here at the end of the year so it's going to be about call it six million per person or about 12 million total so you know if you and i know that's still a lot you know uh, of of an exemption and it doesn't hit that many people but if you're in that boat where you have over 12 million uh, as a couple or six million individually in your net worth in your state there's some things that you should be thinking about before the year end to take advantage of these currently much higher exemptions to determine if there's some assets that you should be getting out of your estate. They're also changing some of the strategies we've used in the past to help clients move money out of their estate, but still have some ability to access that capital if something comes up and they need it. A lot of those strategies are going away as well. So definitely an area that um, you need to consider before year end. Some of the other key changes are simply an increase in the highest rate uh, for income taxes, moving up from 37% up to 39.6%. But the biggest part of that is it's also starting at a much lower level of income than the current highest rate of thirty-seven percent is hitting you at, and then in particular for high-income S corporations, uh, you know because it's a flow-through, your income is taxed at you know individual or joint uh, income tax levels, and so you're going to be moving to that top thirty-nine point six percent rate. But in addition to that, they're proposing a three point eight percent surtax on net investment income on your s corporation earnings and in the past s corporation earnings have been exempt from that net investment income tax that was introduced you know about a decade ago no longer is that going to be the case so for high earning s corporations your highest tax rate is going to go from 37 percent all the way up to 43.4 percent on the federal level so pretty big increase there. And if you're a really high earning S Corp, they're gonna throw on another 3% if you're over 5 million. So it could be going as high as uh, over 46% just at the federal level for high earning S corporations. Some of the other areas that I think are important to address are some of the the changes they're making to the ability to do uh, some Roth IRA funding, especially for high income earners. In the past, we've used strategies like the backdoor Roth IRA or the mega backdoor Roth IRA, IRA, where you're able to make after-tax contributions to your traditional IRA or your four hundred and one k, and then convert those dollars to to Roth IRAs. Uh, The the under these new tax laws uh, uh, proposal, they're they're proposing to take away that ability to convert after-tax dollars uh, from four hundred one k plans and from uh, traditional IRAs. So if you have been using that strategy. Uh, you need to get those IRAs funded and converted before the end of the year. So there's a lot more involved in these proposals, and as of now, they are just proposals. Uh, we've heard from the AICPA that the the goal is to pass this legislation by the end of October or by early November. So it is something that's coming. But um, you know, but at this point, again, we don't know for sure what is going to be in the final parts of the bill. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't be doing some preparation for what might be in there. So um, hopefully uh, you found some value in some of those ideas that we gave you here before the end of the year. So with that, you know, uh, this is kind of the end of, of the, the Q4 themes. I hope you uh, got some value out of the presentation today and some ideas on things that you need to be thinking about with your portfolio and around tax planning here before year end. If you have any questions, we'd love to be able to uh, talk through anything in your individual situation here, please shoot me an email if you've got questions at homer at convergentwealth.com. But with that, uh, we hope you have a, a wonderful day and we'll look forward to talking with you soon.
1: All opinions expressed by Homer Smith are solely Smith's opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Integrated Wealth Concepts, LLC, Integrated, or its parent company or affiliates and may been previously disseminated by smith on television radio internet or another medium you should not treat any opinion expressed by smith as a specific inducement to make particular investment or follow a particular strategy but only as an expression of his opinion smith's opinions are based on information he considers reliable but neither integrated nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy and it should not be relied upon as such smith integrated its affiliates and or subsidiaries are not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided Smith's statements and opinions are subject to change without notice. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Neither Smith nor integrated guarantees any specific outcome or profit. You should be aware of the real risk of loss in following any strategy or investment discussed by Smith or anyone else. Strategies or investments discussed may fluctuate in price or value. Investors may get back less than invested. Investments or strategies mentioned on this website or in the show may not be suitable for you. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. You must make an independent decision regarding investments or strategies mentioned by Smith. Before acting on information you hear, you should consider whether it is suitable for your particular circumstances and strongly consider seeking advice from your own financial or investment advisor. Investment advice offered through Integrated Financial Partners, a registered investment advisor. Integrated Financial Partners provides investment advisory services through several Doing Business As names. The information in this material is for general information only and is not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Integrated Financial Partners does not provide legal, tax, mortgage advice, or services. Please consult your legal tax advisor regarding your specific situation.